Just save these over for Sunday. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. I've felt his presence all day long. I've been anticipating um, this word that he, this devotion that he's given me to share with you. And it's my hope is that it encourages you to keep moving forward, to keep praying in battle. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. I'd like to start out with a few questions to you, if I could. And you don't have to answer these out loud, but how many of you are facing a fierce battle in your life? We've all faced them, some more than others. And if you have, does it seem like your prayers are not being heard? Do they seem like they've reached the ceiling and not gone any further? Are you discouraged? Are you growing weary in your battle? Often our battles are long and hard. Some of them are short, but some of them are, last for long periods of time. And I know sometimes we question, God, why is this happening to me? You know, why aren't you answering my prayers? I've prayed and I've prayed and I've sought your face. Where are you? You know, you say in your word this, and you say in your word that. Why aren't I seeing you answer my prayers? And sometimes we grow weary in our battles. And then sometimes we need to stand alongside others as they go through their battles. We don't have to face our battles alone. And when we think God is far away from us, often that's when he's the closest to us. I want to read a passage, and if you have your Bible or you have a Bible app, you want to turn there with me from Exodus chapter 17. And I'm going to be reading verses 8 through 13. And it said, Moses had called Joshua to lead the armies of Israel into battle, to defend the nation against an attack from Amalek, who was a long-established enemy of Israel. Let me give you a little bit of history about the Amaleks, Amalekites. They were a wandering tribe. They were located in an area that were between Canaan and Egypt, and their attack on the Israelites was unprovoked. In this passage, the Malachites were known for fighting dirty. Anybody know of anybody that fights dirty? And in this attack, they pushed forward from the rear of the camp. Verse 8 says, And after this, the Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites from Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of your men and go out and fight the Amalekites, for tomorrow... I will stand on the hilltop with a rod, the rod of God in my hand. Verse 10 says, Joshua did as Moses had instructed him and fought against the Amalekites while Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. So there's three reasons that Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. Number one, they did it so they could be seen. Number two, they, they did it because 
they could see. And number three, they did it so they could pray. This battle was also the first time that Joshua appears as a leader of basically a volunteer army. And this was significant first experience of warfare for Israel because they had lived for hundreds of years as slaves and God had fought the Egyptians for them. So now they had to learn to rely on God as they fought in a military style battle. They were unexperienced in battle. Verse 11 says, as long as Moses held up his hands, Israel prevailed. But when they lowered them, Amalek prevailed, and Moses supported the battle behind the scenes, busy in prayer. So anybody that's in here that's able, would you lift your hands above your head? So if I told you that I wanted you to leave your hands up until I'm completely finished with my speaking, how many of you could do that? (laughs) Not many of us could because... It takes a lot of strength, and it takes a lot of stamina to do that for a a long period of time. So the elevation of Moses' hands with the rod in his hand was an appeal for God's help and was accompanied by a fervent, fervent prayer for victory over his enemies. So the rod, and what's interesting to me as I studied this, is that the rod of Moses was also called the rod of God. And why? Because this demonstrated the human instrument of Moses and the divine power of God. So in verse 12, when Moses' hands grew weary, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Then Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on each side, so his hands remained steady until the sun went down. So I want to take a a minute, I want to talk about the age of Moses during this time. He was between, and I I couldn't find an exact age for this chapter um, of the age of Moses, But we know that he was between the age of 80 when he led the children out of the bondage of Egypt and 120 when he died. Quite old in age. So I want us to consider some of the physical issues that Moses could have been experiencing at this age. And I know for myself at the age of 50, something going forward to the age of 55 and going to 60 I can't imagine what I'm feeling now in my 50s some of the pains that he could be having he could have been experiencing a loss of bone density uh, thinning joints decrease of lung and muscle strength difficulty in swallowing, and probably a lot of other things. So with Moses' age and the probability of him experiencing some of the conditions with the intensity of this battle, most likely Moses' physical strength collapsed. 
So Moses' assignment in this passage and in this battle was to pray, to keep on praying, to ensure that there was victory over the enemy. But because of the intensity of this battle and the length of this battle, Moses became tired and weary in battle and became more than what he could do by himself. So Aaron and her come up alongside Moses and literally held up his hands in prayer. They partnered with him in unity and support. Their help steadied Moses' hands until the going down of the sun. And as well as us as a unified body, we must be there to help support our brothers and our sisters in Christ during times of intense battle when they're growing weary, when they feel like they want to give up, when they feel like they want to give it in the towel. So we might think that fighting the battle is the hard part and praying is the easy part. How many here thinks that praying is easy? True prayer is hard work. Verse 13 says, So Joshua defeated Amalek and his army with the sword. And because of the work of unity and prayer, Israel was victorious over Amalek. If Aaron and if Hur had not helped Moses in prayer, Israel would have been defeated. So this passage of scripture shows us the great importance of prayer. Life and death, the course of history itself, depended on prayer in this passage of scripture. One other thing that this passage of scripture is that just Moses, because Moses prayed, did not eliminate the fact that Joshua had to fight. Our battles are won with prayer. Our battles are won with obedience. As well as we have to participate in the battle. We cannot just sit down and expect somebody to do it for us. We have to participate. Ephesians 6 and 18 says this. It tells us to pray at all times. When you feel like it. When you don't feel like it, it says to be specific, targeted to the mark in your prayers. It says to do your battles on your knees. And it says to engage, to participate in the battle of prayer. Colossians 4 and 2 says to pray earnestly. Earnestly means to be serious about it with intense conviction. To be vigilant in prayer with thanksgiving. And I looked up the word vigilant, and this is what it means. To be watchful, to be observant, to be sharpened, to be attentive, to be alert, to be on your toes at all times. So what does prayer do? Prayer disrupts the invisible realm. Prayer invites the Holy Spirit. Prayer connects heaven and earth. Prayer 
penetrates light into the darkness. Prayer silences the enemy. And prayer is the ordained strength of God. If you have prayed and prayed for a long period of time, if you feel like your prayers are not being heard, if you're becoming weary in battle, in which we all do, none are exempt from that, I want to show you what is happening every time that you pray. And they're going to play a little clip up here, and I want to show this to you if you'll start the clip. Prayer is like the demolition of a building. And the wrecking ball in this clip is prayer. And as the wrecking ball strikes, you may not see anything happening to the building with the physical eye. It's the same with prayer. You may pray, you may pray, and you may think nothing is happening, but that first blow, your prayer has done something you can't see. It's shaken the foundation. And as you continue to pray, you continue to press in, you continue to be persistent with boldness and with authority, blow by blow, prayer by prayer, faith by faith, praise by praise, you will have victory in your battles. If you are weary from battle, I'm here to say to you tonight, and I speak this to myself, don't stop praying. Don't stop believing. Don't stop having faith. You do not have to fight your battle alone. If you are weary in battle, along with God, join forces with prayer warriors who will get on their knees and help you fight. And I'm not just talking about your casual friend. I'm talking about somebody that will get on their knees and can reach heaven for you. We all need those types of prayer warriors in our life. I don't care how long you've been in the church. We all struggle. We all go through things. We all need that help. And we don't have to be ashamed to say, hey, can you help me pray? I'm feeling weak. Can you help me pray? Can you lift up my hands in prayer? God brought this to my attention in my own personal battles that I've faced. You know, in, in my spirit, I felt him ask the question to me, do I believe what his word says? So let me ask you, do you believe what the word of God says? Do you truly believe it? Are you speaking it? Are you walking in it daily? You either believe it or you don't. There's no middle ground to it. His word is truth. And what it says, you can count on. He had the first word in Genesis, and he will have the last word in Revelation. God is our strength. He is our hope. He is our refuge. And he will never leave us nor forsake us in battle. You have to read this word daily. You have to be able to stand and fight. Know his word. Speak his word to yourself. Meditate 
on his word, memorize scriptures, draw strength from these from his word, and speak them to your to yourself daily. Also to have victory in your battles along with prayer, we must praise. Prayer and praise goes together. When God answers prayers, and even when you don't see him answering your prayers, we must praise. Jeff, if you'll go ahead and come up here. I want to read to you another scripture that's found in Isaiah 61 and 3. And it says, to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Heaviness meaning discouragement, hopelessness. Praise is more than a garment casually thrown over your shoulder. So it's just not something that we should take advantage of by just doing this with it. But here's what we should do with our garment. We are to wrap ourselves, to cover ourselves in it so that the garment of praise leaves no openings for the enemy. And I chose red because with that praise, I'm covered by the blood of Jesus Christ that he shed for me on Calvary. The garment of praise repels. It forces away and it replaces the heavy spirit. The garment of praise is hope for oppression. It's hope for fear and doubt. David repeatedly chose to praise in the midst of the difficult and trying circumstances. Paul drew his strength from God by praising his name and remembering the faithfulness in all things. And even while in prison, Paul and Silas chose to praise God in song instead of wallowing in their misery. So how do we do it? How do we put on the garment of praise when we're going through a battle and we feel anything but joy? First, we must recognize the truth. We are strong in Jesus and he has given us use of a garment of praise to wear. Second, we must make a conscious choice. Hebrew 13:15 calls it a sacrifice of praise. It's a choice we make even when it's hard. We choose to put on the garment of praise. We are saying that the enemy that we know the truth that we are strong in Christ. So when we're distressed and when we're in battle, we must be dressed with praise. So I encourage you tonight, keep on praying. Keep on praising. You may be having a long, hard battle. Keep on praying. Keep on praising. You may be growing weary. Keep on praying. Keep on praising. Despite what you hear, keep on praying. 
Keep on praising. Despite what you see, keep on praying. Keep on praising. Despite what you feel, keep on praying. Keep on praising. Don't give up. Don't quit. Press in. Have faith. Keep on praying. Keep on praising. So what I'd like to do for prayer time, the first thing I want to do is that if you are going through an intense battle and you're getting tired and you're getting weary, I want you to come stand in the front. I want you to be honest. If you're going through something and you need some help with prayer, I want you to come forward.